Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Dog Talk. I am your host, Dave McMahon. I am the owner of Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy in the city of Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. And uh, I have been hosting the Dog Talk radio show for a long, long time. I'm happy you could be here with us. We are now doing live Facebook Watch. So for those that are on Facebook, you can listen and watch the live video stream of the dog talk radio show we'll have an excellent uh, show for you this evening and we'll broadcast right up until 8 p.m uh, i am going to be uh talking with uh, uh mr john greer the executive director of the um, spca and the uh, humane society so it's going to be great to have john greer on with us again he takes care of the Welland uh, and District Humane Society as well as the Niagara Falls Humane Society. So uh, Mr. John Greer will be uh, on the program with us in a little while. Going to be chatting with uh, Mary uh, Morneau, who is a dog lover, dog rescuer, dog tracker, and also a dental hygienist, just so you know. So I wonder what she'll think of my pearly white teeth. I just got a cleaning recently. It's important to mention our sponsors of the Dog Talk Radio Show, brought to you by Pet Food Outlet 824 Ontario Road in Welland. That's 824 Ontario Road in Welland, the Pet Food Outlet, the Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland, the Heartland Niagara Veterinary Animal Hospital, and also the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. And those are the sponsors of our program. Without delay, I'd like to bring out my guest, Mary Morneau. How are you, Mary? I'm great. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing awesome. I want to thank you for uh, joining us on the program. My pleasure. And it's important to mention uh, that you are involved in dog rescue. You're a big mm -hmm. animal lover. And uh, also, you have dogs yourself. I do have a dog myself. Yeah, I've had dogs. Yeah, yeah, natural, uh, natural born dog lover. And you do rescue work with dogs and you do a lot of volunteer work. You also do uh, some dog uh, tracking. And yeah. you and I met through a mutual friend, uh, Char Spinoza. Yes, Char is a great friend of mine. Um, basically taught me everything I know. And, and there's, you never know everything. Um, but uh, Char is guiding, has been a great guide along the way. Can't uh, thank her enough. Yeah, no, Char's excellent. We had her on the program a few weeks back, and I'm very pleased that she's uh, written her book. So I thought that was excellent. Now, I want the listeners to think back, for those that keep up on the news, there was a story written in the news uh, not very long ago about a dog that 
was rescued from the Detroit River. And you're here today, Mary, to tell us a little bit more about that and maybe touch on some things that were not mentioned uh, in some of the news articles. But Mary, you played a part in this uh, with that particular dog that was rescued from the Detroit River. Uh, Mary, what breed of dog was that? Um, I believe uh, they have sent uh, the DNA testing out for the dog. I believe uh, he is a Shih Tzu mix. I'm not, okay. I'm not 100% on that. Yes. But yeah. um, he's, he's a little 17-pound um, lap, lap dog. Yeah. Now, for those that, that haven't read the news article and they're not familiar with the story, uh, how did the dog end up in the Detroit River, Mary? Um, well, just to set the scene, the, yeah. um, the place where this took place, um, not everybody knows how close Michigan and Ontario, southwestern Ontario, are to, to each other. They're maybe a, a mile, mile and a half apart. And... Uh, in this area where the dog went missing, uh, he was probably about two miles from Canadian soil. He went missing from a place called Ecorse, Michigan. He had just been rehomed either the day previous or two days previous to that. Now, when you rehome a dog, it makes them a little skittish and a little um, crazy for a couple. You know, it takes yes. some adjusting. So he was, um, he escaped the yard and it was in an area where there are coyotes and he got out. Um, it could have been as early as Monday, um, not a hundred percent on that. Uh, this rescue started on the Wednesday and, uh, he got out, was chased by a coyote onto the shoreline ice off the, the, the uh, shore of Ecorse, Michigan. And um basically ended up stranded on the ice um people were witness to it but nobody could get to him unfortunately that night a gentleman went through the ice on uh, the michigan side on the detroit side so coast guard was unable to attend uh, so that's where the story begins okay um so as time progressed, I picked the story up. I heard it on the radio. There was a dog on the ice, and you kind of just put it in the background, and you kind of file You think, oh, somebody's going to get that dog off the ice. Um, on Thursday, there was uh, actually Wednesday. On the Wednesday, there was a wildlife photographer who was taking pictures off of Ecorse, Michigan. They have a wildlife refuge. It's an island called Mud Island. It's in the Detroit River, uh, the shipping channel. And so there's a lot of photographers that gather there. And this fella was taking pictures and they have these wonderful zoom lenses and actually caught the dog on the ice near uh, Mud Island. And that's sort of where the story took off. From there, it started to build and build and build. On Thursday, that fellow wasn't there. He had a dental appointment. <laughs> so unfortunately, um, the dog disappeared from view, and we weren't sure what was happening with the dog until Friday morning, and that's where things kicked off. I was off work on the Friday, and so I will say from Thursday being off work 
and all through Friday until the time of rescue, I was at my computer pretty well nonstop. On Friday morning early, there was a sighting. This same gentleman, his name is Tim Epperly. He um, was photographing again and actually looking for the dog this time. There was a crowd starting to gather at a park in Ecorse. And because the story was building and building, at this point now, Detroit News was involved with it. Um, we had some CBC interest in, in the story. Um, and I started to make calls on my side. I started to follow the story on Facebook and I could see that there was a lot of frustration that people were seeing the dog. Coast Guard went out once, didn't see the dog and then basically said, we didn't see the dog and we have other fish to fry basically. Um, the police couldn't do anything. So it was getting frantic. This dog had been out there for all of Wednesday that we knew. Now Friday's gone by. The coyotes were coming off the island after the dog. There was a coyote maybe 50 feet from the dog, walked around, circled, and for some reason didn't attack him as he was sleeping. He was defenseless. This is ice that is all chopped up. It's, you know, shifting. There's holes in the ice, and this dog was out there, and it was bitterly cold. Hard to imagine that with today. We had 65 degrees here in Windsor and sunny. But one month ago yesterday, it was polar vortex weather. And um, so I got, I, I first place I called was Fighting Island. Uh, Fighting Island is a Canadian island in the shipping channel. And I call, I was just started Googling, Googling, Googling and everything. I knew nothing about Fighting Island. And I got onto their Facebook page and I, I was in contact um, with their public relations, wonderful lady, Marika Diamond. And she said, I'm a dog lover, what do you need? She works in the US, um, but she gave me the caretaker's phone number. There's a BASF chemical plant on Fighting Island. That's about the only thing that's on there. And so I spoke to him and every single chance that I, every sighting I had, uh, Tim, who is this fellow who works at the BASF plant there, ran out. I mean, he ran to the, he ran to the spot. I don't see the dog. I don't see the dog. So it was just back and forth, back and forth. Um, by this time, a lady who runs an animal shelter in Michigan, she had been there for the for the duration of, of this at, in the, on the Michigan side, and she started posting. And I got her on Facebook, and I started to connect with um, Patricia. Patricia Trevino is her name. She runs the uh, River Rouge Animal Shelter. And so we started um, conversing, and, you know, what do we need to do here? How are we going to get somebody to help? There was... So much frustration because nobody was able to help. Given the conditions, you have open water and then you have patches of ice and then you have more open water. And um, so by, uh, I will say, Friday, when things became um, 
it was evident the dog was spotted about 3.15 that night. And I called LaSalle Fire Service. They've done an ice rescue for me about two years ago. Uh, there's a dog on the ice on the Canadian side. And uh, so I called them. They were very understanding. They took calls from me. They actually went out that evening and unfortunately didn't see the dog. It got too dark and they had to abandon the search. Um, just broke our hearts. So um, now during Friday, I will add in that Canadian Coast Guard did go through and they did look for the dog. They went by the dog, didn't see the dog. Unfortunately, it caused the ice to break up. The dog fell into the river. And that was the last message I got on Friday, that the dog had fallen into the river. And I'm thinking, okay, this is, you know, he's, this is not good. He's, no, this is bad. Now, yeah. now he's wet. We have temperatures of minus 15 degrees at night. It was, it was just horrible. Um, on, so that was the Friday, Friday night. Saturday morning, there was a photographer again at the scene, uh, caught the dog on his camera and it was jubilation. It was also frustrated jubilation because here we go again. Here's another day. The dog's out on the ice. I said, that's it. I, I'm getting desperate. I started conversing with people on Facebook. Uh, somebody said that uh, a fire department in Wyandotte, Michigan had an airboat. I knew that we needed an airboat. This was not going to be a, a, just a regular boat rescue. There were people willing to go out in, in kayaks, any you know, experienced people willing to go out in anything to grab the dog. And um, they, they just weren't allowed. It wasn't a safe situation. Uh, the shipping channel there, the current goes through, goes through there, as you can imagine, it's lake freighters every few hours, breaking the ice up, ice breakers, and this dog is just clinging to to any spot of ice that he can he can manage to grab. Let Mary, I'm going to have to pause for just a moment. We're going to have to slip away for a short break, yep. and when we come back, I would like you to continue the story sure. of how this dog was rescued from the Detroit River. We're talking with Mary Morneau. She's a dog lover, dog rescuer, and dog tracker. And uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to meet Mary and be put in contact with Mary through a mutual friend of ours, Char Spinoza. Thank you, Char, for putting us together. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with more dog talk in just a couple of minutes. We're still looking at construction underway eastbound on Highway 58 at Pine Street in the left lane, although there's not much of a delay as there was earlier today. On the Fort Erie bound QW, just a bit of delay from Burloak to Appleby and Toronto bound from Trafalgar to Ford Drive, so things are easing up through Oakville and Burlington. All the other major routes are moving well so far. Now, construction in Niagara Falls continues to close Oakwood from Montrose to Jellystone Park, and the border so far so good heading into the U.S. Food Down Ontario reminds you to look and ask for Ontario chicken when you shop. After all, good things grow in Ontario, paid for by the government of Ontario. I'm Miles Marcus, 610 CKTB, time saver traffic next in 15 minutes. 
clear for overnight with a low of 3. Tomorrow, clouds will move in late in the morning, high of 16. The UV index is expected to be high once again. For Wednesday, cloudy, 40% chance of showers in the afternoon with a high of 11. Chance of rain in the evening as well. On Thursday, showers with a high of 11. Friday, periods of rain, high of 7. I'm Bonnie Heslop, a News Talk 610 CKTV. It's spring, and Pet Food Outlet wants you to shed away those winter blues. Pet Food Outlet is your one-stop shop for everything pet, including a great supply of pet food delivered daily. Get a new look for your pup this season with a new collar and leash, like caution fashion collars, training collars, and more. (gasps) Come on, let's take your new gear for a spin, shall we? Pet Food Outlet, 824 Ontario Street in Welland, 905-735-PETS. Stay safe, keep healthy. Being a doctor takes work. Being a mentor. You are not very good at your jobs, and I'm not very good at teaching you. Takes some learning. Get into a new episode of The Good Doctor, tonight at 10, only on CTV. Then stream anytime. The Niagara Canine Conditioning Center is Niagara's first and only rehabilitation and fitness facility for your dog or cat. With certified therapists on staff, the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center provides physiotherapy, fitness, massage, and swimming. If your pet is limping, unable to walk, had orthopedic surgery, or a senior that is having mobility issues, call the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center at 289-362-5900 or visit their website at canineconditioningcenter.ca. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone. Uh, And we're in conversation with Mary in regards to the dog that was rescued from the Detroit River. Mary, we have just under five minutes uh, remaining. Uh, And uh, can you remember exactly where you left off in regards to uh, the dog and how this dog was rescued? Right on. So Friday, or this is Saturday now, February 20th. This is rescue day. Uh, Somebody spotted the dog in his lens at 8.25 a.m. I got on the phone uh, with Tim on Fighting Island. He's our BASF man. He said that they were discussing, BASF was discussing with um their crew there and with tim and they had an airboat available and so this was the first mention of an airboat now i may get a little bit emotional here (laughs) because this is something that was really really needed and and everybody was working towards this point um uh so the dog was pictured i was uh, back and forth with tim as far as location and the people in Michigan, as far as location, I knew the airboat was coming out. We had about an hour before the icebreaker was going to go through to allow a ship through. And this would disturb the ice and everything would have been all messed up. So time was of the essence. So anyways, the, the airboat was deployed at 11. Um, at first, I got a call from the airboat pilot whose name is Jude Mead. He is the hero in all of this. The dog's really the hero in all of it. But Jude's the airboat captain. And he and his dad went out. They left LaSalle on the Canadian side, came upriver to the island where the dog was spotted right next to, on the ice, next to the island, 
he didn't see the dog at first. He called me. I saw his name scrolling by. I picked it up, hoping for good news. He said, I can't find them. I can't find them. So I contacted the people on the U.S. side who were patiently waiting. Um, and I said, go to the shore and wave anything. Wave blankets, wave your hands, try to get his attention. I got on the phone. I connected Patricia onshore in Michigan with Jude, the driver of the airboat. And she could see right away that she could tell the moment he knew exactly where to go. And that was such a, a feeling of relief. At this point, I wasn't in contact with either of them because they were talking. I got a call about 10 minutes later, sitting on pins and needles, wondering what's going on. It's Jude's name is scrolling by my phone again. He said, where do you want me to take the dog? And I said, do you have the dog? And he said, yeah, where would you like me to take the dog? So nonchalantly, so cool as a cucumber, Jude. <laughs> Great guy. And I had to have my little cry. I said, I'm sorry, I need to have my little cry because when you rescue dogs and you finally get them, whether you trap them or they're a hand catch or whatever, it's just this feeling of such relief and especially this was just an international story and it was so heavily covered and so frustrating. But in the end, um, it really was a joint effort. However, it was heavily um, a Canadian. It was a Canadian rescue. And we have been thanked a million times by our, by our American friends um, and recognized. Um, and you know, it's just great. The dogs um, received care. He did have severe pancreatitis. He was probably a day away from probably perishing on that on that ice. Um, can you imagine the pain that dog was in and yeah. just below zero? I mean, just terrible freezing, and he had been wet, and um, and he was safe. He was taken to a wonderful vet over in Michigan. And he's had some surgery. He's had stem cells um, retrieved to help with his hip dysplasia. And he's bouncing around. If anybody wants to see uh, updates on that, you want to go to Woodhaven Animal Hospital. And you can see videos, all kinds of videos. He has been named Miracle. The vet, when he was brought in, he was literally a miracle on ice. And so we call him Miracle. Yeah. Amazing rescue. Amazing rescue story. I'm so happy this dog was rescued. Yes, well, thousands and thousands. I mean, Jude, uh, who was from, is from J&J &J Marine, who drove the airboat, he said he was getting calls just flooded, just flooded. Yeah. Um, CNN contacted him. Yeah. People contacted him. Um, all, every Denmark, Australia. This, this one was crazy viral. This Mary, story. thank you for taking the time to join us on Dog Talk this evening and sharing this amazing rescue story. Thank, thank you. Thank you, I'm Mary. Glad I got the opportunity. Remember, the hero is the dog. Keep up the <laughs> excellent work you do with rescue. Take care, Mary. Thanks, Steve. You as well. Have a good night. We're going to do a contest. It's your chance to win a $50 gift card to one of my favorite stores, the Bass Pro Shop in Niagara on the Lake. 
$50 gift card to Bass Pro Shop. Now, here you go. If you get the right answer, you win it. Uh, often, uh, this particular breed of dog is nicknamed the Frenchie. They call the dog the Frenchie, right? So what is the real breed name? <laughs> think think about it. They, they nicknamed the dog the Frenchie. But what is the dog's full breed? What do they call the breed? The nickname is Frenchie. 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582. Call us. Get the right answer. You win the $50 gift card to the Bass Pro Shop, which is a dog-friendly store. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with Mr. John Greer, Executive Director of the Niagara SPCA and Humane Society. I'm Dave McMahon. We'll be right back. The Niagara Canine Conditioning Center is Niagara's first and only rehabilitation and fitness facility for your dog or cat. With certified therapists on staff, the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center provides physiotherapy, fitness, massage, and swimming. If your pet is limping, unable to walk, had orthopedic surgery, or a senior that is having mobility issues, call the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center at 289-362-5900 or visit their website at canineconditioningcenter.ca. Let's be loyal to local businesses, owned and operated by our friends and neighbors. They need our support now more than ever. From clothing, books, and pet supplies to crafts and beauty products, there are so many local gems to discover and support. Search lovestc.ca and connect to hundreds of businesses who welcome you to shop safely in-store or online with convenient curbside pickup or delivery. Help keep our community safe while staying loyal to local. Visit lovestc.ca. It's spring, and Pet Food Outlet wants you to shed away those winter blues. Pet Food Outlet is your one-stop shop for everything pet, including a great supply of pet food delivered daily. Get a new look for your pup this season with a new collar and leash, like caution fashion collars, training collars, and more. <gasps> Come on, let's take your new gear for a spin, shall we? Pet Food Outlet, 824 Ontario Street at Welland, 905-735-PETS. Stay safe, keep healthy. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at MainWestVet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at NiagaraFallsAnimalHospital.com. This segment brought to you by Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone. I'm Dave McMahon. If your dog's giving you a hassle, reach out to me. Contact me directly through my website, Dave mcmahon.ca that's www.davemcmahon.ca i have dog obedience classes coming up and we also do private lessons we do board and train programs lots of information on the davemcmahon.ca website mr john greer will be joining us in a moment he's the executive director of the niagara spca and humane society 
He's been on the Dog Talk program with us numerous times over the years. We're giving the $50 gift card away to the Bass Pro Shop. Uh, let's bring uh, our uh, contestant here, Brent. Hello, Brent. Welcome to Dog Talk. How you doing? Good, Brent. Uh, they nicknamed the dog the Frenchie. What is the real name for this breed? I think it's the French Bulldog. You got it, uh, Brent. Congratulations. You just won the $50 gift card to the Bass Pro Shop. Good for All you, right. Brent. Stay on the line. Our producer, Greg Campagna, is going to take your information, and we're going to get that $50 Bass Pro gift card to you. Thanks for listening, Brent. Thanks, Steve. Love your show. Thank you so much. Without delay, let's bring out Mr. John Greer. Hey, John, how are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, important to mention, once again, you're the executive director of the Niagara SPCA and the Humane Society, um, the Welland Humane Society, Niagara Falls Humane Society. There was an amalgamation. This happened, what, John, a couple of years ago? Yeah, late eight, uh, 2018. Yeah, yeah, late 2018. For those that don't know, Niagara Falls and Humane, uh, Niagara Falls Humane Society, and Welland Humane Society, one big happy family under the same umbrella. Yeah. Uh, so, John, there was a lot of commotion and there was an incident on Montrose Road this past week uh, at a house on Montrose Road. It was in the newspaper uh, and uh, there are still some people uh, outside alongside of the road. Uh, I'd like you to tell us about this story of some dogs that were removed from the property uh, and some dogs that uh, I understand were surrendered. Uh, where, where would you start with this story, John? Yeah, so we'll start with uh, just before six on Thursday afternoon, we got a call for a loose dog uh, on Montrose. So one of our officers attended. And just shortly after that, we ended up seeing a video. The young gentleman that had actually found a dog and tried to take it back to the property, uh, saw some, you know, not very nice conditions. He video, he put it up on Facebook. And of course it was shared to us. And that sort of started everything rolling. Uh, I decided to attend myself to the location because there was quite a crowd gathering. When we attended the scene, the police were there. There was a lot of protesters there that were concerned, of course, about the welfare of the dogs. Uh, we entered the property. I was able to make contact with the owner, and I offered him surrender. As you know, we don't do legislation anymore. That's the, the PAWS Act. Uh, the provincial investigator had been called but wasn't coming out for 24 hours. So we were there. I offered surrender. Uh, the owner was quite willing to surrender the dog. So we pulled in some of our larger vehicles and we started the, the process of getting the dogs out of there. So originally we got 23 dogs. We knew there was a few dogs loose on the property before we got there and they were kind of running a tree line at the back. We done a very thorough search right back to the tree line that was all that we could find we were getting reports that there was other dogs and different things uh fire was on scene with us because it was dark and there was a lot of debris so they had to put scene lighting in place just so we could see what we were doing so we got the 23 dogs out and then we went back and we put up some of our live traps uh and then on friday uh afternoon we attended again during the daylight so we could see a little bit better and our team went in and we done another complete thorough search searched everywhere. So we currently have 27. Out of the five that were running the tree line, we've been able to live trap four of them. And there's a big male there. Uh, he's a little bit smarter about the trap, so he's given us a little bit harder time. So we are working actually with a dog tracker today with some of their traps to see if we are able to, in fact, catch him. 
And basically the dogs, all the dogs, they're, they're fairly social. There's a couple that are, that are not. The conditions that they were living in were not conditions that any animal should live in. We were glad that the owner was so willing to offer surrender so that we could get the animals out of there immediately. The nice thing under the new laws is under our law, once they surrender to the society, there's no orders in place or anything. The dogs become the property of the society. So we can now adopt them out immediately once they do their 14 day quarantine. And that's a big thing. So they are ours. We'll work through them. Our medical team worked all weekend on them. Just vaccines, deworming, different things like that. Most of them are skittish, of course, because, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on for everybody on the Thursday, the Friday, and, of course, through the weekend. And they're starting to settle down a little bit now. Good, good. Now, John, uh, was this a hoarding situation or was this a puppy mill uh, like how would you how in your words how would you describe this some people are asking if this was a hoarding situation a dog hoarding situation what, what would you call it john i i would definitely put it in the category of hoarding and i definitely believe there's some mental health issues there uh i know the nrp crisis team was called in to deal with the people on the property the owners of the dogs uh and just based on what we see without you know there's definitely a human element here that we have to remember. And I know how horrible it is and how, uh, you know, those of us in, in the animal welfare game, how emotional we get. Yes. But I, I don't want to forget that there are, you know, so it, it wasn't a pub. There was rumors going around that it was a kennel. It was a kennel probably 20 years ago. Yes. It wasn't a puppy mill. There was no electricity to the building. So no dogs were being sold online. So, it's just it's it's you know it's it's a bad situation for the animals obviously but it's also a bad situation for the folks that are involved in it john what do you have to say to a certain percentage of the population that feel that the humane society really uh, didn't uh, do enough or isn't doing enough um can, can you address that sure i i mean i think we get criticism like that all the time so as you know as we've already stated we didn't take over until late 2018 so i don't know if there were complaints on the property before there was none since we've taken over and, and like i say it initiated from just a loose dog on mont rose i'm not sure what else we could have done like i say we were there uh probably till around 1 a.m making sure that we had the dogs we've done a very thorough search i've heard some rumors that we didn't have the resources and, and or the kennel space for that matter we, as you know, we always stay, our adoption rates here in Niagara for our dogs are always extremely high. So our kennels sit low. We have capacity at 120 dogs between the two large shelters. And we also have our Port Colburn shelter as a runoff with another 20 kennels if we need them. So we definitely had the resources. We have large transfer vehicles that we go to Manitoba with that we can bring 40 and 50 dogs in. Uh, I think it's just an emotional time. I think people get emotional and, you know, we hope by the amount of times we've been there since that Thursday original call, we've been there constantly. We're constantly monitoring our traps. Uh, we now have cats on the property. We caught six cats today. Okay. They'll be brought back in and, and we'll work with them. It's, it's emotional. It's, it's hard. You know, when, when you take that criticism, you're not doing enough. We were, absolutely certain that night that we had all the dogs and and people have to realize part of what happens on the friday we were called back out that there was 11 puppies on the property and that in fact turned out not to be true 
There is a video circulating of one puppy that was found by people that were on the property that was taken. We don't even know where that puppy is, right? We do know that they went to a veterinary clinic, but it was never seen by a veterinarian and they just got mother's milk. So she may have given birth, you know, there was no, never 11 puppies on there. Uh, it quite possibly the stress of everybody being there. She started to give birth and she ran. We believe that was one of the dogs that was probably running the tree line. And, you know, the, the bar just kept kind of moving on us. Like, well, the puppies are here. The pu and we just, we went out every single time. We searched every area. Fire and police searched every area. They they actually used the, the at night, the fire department had infrared cameras that they sconned the area for, for heat sinks, and we couldn't find anything. Yeah. But we kept, you know, we kept going back just to make sure, because, you know, it's a, it is a large property with a lot of outbuildings, but we were in every single outbuilding. So I feel we did our, the, the team that was there worked tirelessly throughout the night. Cause don't forget, we leave the property at 1am. We're still intaking the dogs, medically checking them, doing all of that. And of course, since then the medical staff has been vaccinating. So I think we're providing excellent care to the dogs. Sometimes things like this just pop up and they're hidden. You know that the kennel was far back from the road. A lot of people I spoke to on the scene drove past that property numerous times and never knew there was dogs there. Yeah. Now, aside from the the, the fire department, the police, uh, the the humane society, were there any other rescue or organizations uh, that were involved in uh, removing animals from the property? No, it was strictly the Niagara SPCA and Humane Society. Uh, just through legal authority to enter the property, as soon as the police come on scene, uh, the rescues, of course, will be told to stay on the roadside. Uh, we have the legal, because we have the, the contract there, so we do animal control, so we have legal authority to enter the property. Many rescues have reached out to us, and it's still, to me, very early. We have to assess. We, we might work with some of the moving forward for some of the rehab stuff or things like that, but it was our vehicles. All of the dogs were brought to our facility, like I said, except for the one puppy, uh, and they're all in our care. John, what do you want to say to some of the folks that still have a preconceived notion that if the Humane Society intercepts and takes a dog, uh, whether they find a dog on the street or they take a dog out of a situation like this, that uh, they're just going to bring it to the shelter and euthanize the dog. Some people have this, uh, this preconceived notion or this misconception. What do you want to tell these people? It just doesn't happen. I mean, I, I, I can't speak for where people get this mindset from. Uh, we're, we're very transparent in what we do, everything we cover on Facebook. And, and like I say, where there's no healthy adoptable animals through the Niagara SBC and Humane Society that are ever euthanized. Even some of these dogs, like I say, Dave, if we bring them in and we find that they have maybe have some behavioral issues that are a little bit beyond our scope, we will reach out to some of the different organizations that might have more time and yes. more resources and we'll work through there and they'll go out through a rescue and a foster and none of these animals i, I yeah I, I hear that over the years and i'm not sure where that notion comes from so of course there's always going to be criticism and it wouldn't matter who's running the humane society yeah. are there any other misconceptions that you think are important that you might want to clear up now that you have the opportunity as we have thousands and thousands of listeners yeah I, yeah I, I think it's important that you know 
the public is very important in what we do, right? We don't, we, we cover a large area. We can't be aware of everything that's going on. So some of the criticism is that, you know, we didn't get involved until the public pressure. In this particular instance, I can speak to it. I know the officer called me, it, like I say, on the Friday afternoon. It was just for a loose dog. Yeah. We responded to that. And then once the officer was on scene and seen what was going on, we responded immediately. It wasn't because of the public pressure. We were already going there. When we get there, we have to obey the law like everybody else. So our main concern are those animals. The fact that I was able to speak to the owner, get the surrender done is, is at the end of the day. And I think if we all try to work together a little bit more collectively instead of criticizing each other, we'll yes. all have our different opinions. We'll all have our different ways of doing anything. At the end of the day, if we could all work together and basically say, at the end of the day, the animals are nice, they're secure, they'll be put up for adoption, they're receiving all of the care they need at this point medically, they'll be socialized through our program or other programs, and let's just work together and, and get it done. That's great. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back and continue our conversation with Mr. John Greer, Executive Director, NAGRA SPCA and Humane Society. I'm Dave the Dogman. We'll be right back. Construction continues eastbound on Highway 58 at Pine Street in the left lane, although there's not much of a delay there right now. Only minor delays on the Trotterbound QW from Trafalgar to Ford Drive. As for the Ford Eriebound side, it's moving well now. All the other major routes are in great shape as things ease up going into the evening. Now construction is still underway at Niagara Falls, closing Oakwood from Montrose to Jellystone Park. Have you heard of the Fit Active Beautiful Foundation? Learn how running teaches and inspires girls in Hamilton to set goals and dream big. Visit imfab.ca. I'm Miles Marcus, 610 CKTB, Tom Saver Traffic. Clear for overnight with a low of 3. Tomorrow, clouds will move in late in the morning, high of 16. The UV index is expected to be high once again. For Wednesday, cloudy, 40% chance of showers in the afternoon with a high of 11. Chance of rain in the evening as well. On Thursday, showers with a high of 11. Friday, periods of rain, high of 7. I'm Bonnie Heslop on News Talk 610 CKTV. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at MainWestVet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at NiagaraFallsAnimalHospital.com. It's spring, and Pet Food Outlet wants you to shed away those winter blues. Pet Food Outlet is your one-stop shop for everything pet, including a great supply of pet food delivered daily. Get a new look for your pup this season with a new collar and leash, like caution fashion collars, training collars, and more. <gasps> Come on, let's take your new gear for a spin, shall we? Pet Food Outlet, 824 Ontario Street at Welland, 905-735-PETS. Stay safe, keep healthy. When temperatures fall, car batteries fail. If you're not sure your car battery is weather ready, our skilled technicians come to you. Test your battery and replace it if needed with a CAA brand battery. CAA delivers and installs premium batteries right to you. 
at your home, office, or just about anywhere. Call 800-263-3616 or download the CAA mobile app. It's spring, and Pet Food Outlet wants you to shed away those winter blues. Pet Food Outlet is your one-stop shop for everything pet, including a great supply of pet food delivered daily. Get a new look for your pup this season with a new collar and leash, like caution fashion collars, training collars, and more. (gasps) Come on, let's take your new gear for a spin, shall we? Pet Food Outlet, 824 Ontario Street in Welland, 905-735-PETS. Stay safe, keep healthy. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone. Mr. John Greer is with us, Executive Director, Niagara SPCA and Humane Society. Once again, thanks for joining us tonight, John. You're welcome, mate. We have three uh, minutes uh, remaining on tonight's live broadcast. Are there still dogs on the property in distress is the one question. Another person wanted me to ask you if there were deceased dogs found on the property when you were there and also uh, any uh, bones uh, found on the property. Yeah, so I guess uh, yeah, we'll address them. There was no dead dogs or we saw pictures. We were shown pictures by some of the protesters. We're not sure when those pictures were taken. Uh, there was a dead cat on the property that we, we observed out back of the kennels. There are no animals left that are in distress on the property. Uh, like I say, the one big guy, the male guy that's kind of running that fence line on us or tree line on us, he's probably been out there for quite some time and hasn't been in the kennel. I think we'll get him relatively soon. So we're monitoring it very, very closely. So as uh, far as we know, and we're, we're very confident that the only dog left on the property currently is the large male. The cats, I think, because now a lot of the dogs have been taken from the property, the cats are now starting to show up. We're not sure how many cats are going to show up, yeah. but we do have our live traps out there. I have two guys monitoring that situation actually as we speak. And like I say, at that point, when I spoke to them earlier, we've got six cats. So we'll continue to monitor the situation until we're confident again that everything is gone. The people from the home are no longer there. They're with the crisis team um, for mental health. So they're no longer on the property. I'm not sure if they'll return or not, but, you know, that that's they're getting some help. I think that they desperately need as well. John, thank you very much for sharing the story with us on the Dog Talk Show. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great work. Keep up the great work, John. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Mr. John Greer, Executive Director of the Niagara SPCA and Humane Society. Thank you for listening and watching, everyone. Always a pleasure bringing you the Dog Talk Radio Show. We are out of time. Thank you to our sponsors. Pet Food Outlet, Niagara Canine Conditioning Center, the Maine West Animal Hospital, and the Heartland Niagara Veterinary Animal Hospital. I'm Dave McMahon from the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy. I want all of you to enjoy the rest of your night. Go give your dog a hug. And uh, please remember that all the dog talk shows can be heard on Spotify. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon. Also go to the radio station's website, 
cktb.com and all the past episodes of Dog Talk can be found on the 610 website. Thanks. See you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Don't say it.